Hi, it's Garen with Shamrock Roofing and Construction. Need a new roof fast? Consider Shamrock Roofing and Construction. Our rapid repair team will get you a quote within 24 hours and will always repair before we replace. One call does it all. Shamrockroofer.com. The show that takes you home. The Home Stretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City. 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Welcome to the home stretch, ESPN Kansas City. Fun show today. Talking some Chiefs, talking some Royals, talking the potential new stadium. The new stadium will be joined by Heather Hall. She, I, I called her today. I said, how do you want to be known? Because she was on the Clay County Council for a long time, right, in KC Mo. She said, a recovering councilwoman. Made me chuckle. When you're in, in government for a long time, you get out. What are you now? A recovering councilwoman. So Heather Hall from the Kansas City Mo City Council District 1 will join us in about 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. going to be a lot of fun talking with her. want to get her thoughts on the Clay County, the North rendition of the new Kaufman. Because I feel like we hear about the downtown stadium so often. I want to hear the other side of the coin. Because at some point, we have to understand whether we want or don't want the stadium to move. That bad boy's moving. So I want to get some insight on the Northland edition. We'll be joined by David Lesky tomorrow. I'm excited to talk to Lesky tomorrow just about the Royals in general, but also about the breakdown of what it means after talking to Heather. So looking forward to that in just 10 to 15 minutes. Dylan, I want to talk to you about this. Now, I'm sick of this already. I'm annoyed by this already. I've talked an absurd amount about this already. I've been awake It feels like for 24 hours talking about this. But ever since Chris Jones tweeted out he's going to hold out, or he's willing to hold out until week eight, I've just had this annoyance, this ability of, hey, man, I get it. I understand you want to get paid, but there's right ways and wrong ways to go about this. You saying you want to get paid, Throwing this out all on here on, on, on Twitter and seeing to hold out until week eight. Not only that, when saying that's going to lose you a lot of money. You say you have the funds. Then why are you holding out if you got all this money? It's not a big deal. I, 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 I don't get this leverage from Chris Jones. He's under contract. He wants a new contract. He deserves a new contract. But if he's going to play hardball like this, okay. You're on a contract for this year. You can get franchise tag. You want to hit the open market at, what, 31 years of age? Are you going to hold out? Your market has never been higher. What is Chris Jones doing? Dylan, what is Chris Jones doing? Uh, He's getting desperate. He's getting desperate. Um, I didn't know this, but the Cats representative that represents him, the only other really kind of client that they kind of have is pringle byron pringle like Mm -hmm. among maybe some other small fish so i think they're driving his 
negotiation almost as much, if not the most. You, th- you, you, you think part of it is this is our one big name guy. This is our big fish. Yeah, this is our this big is our... fish. Let's show. Let's try and throw our weight around. Make it seem like we are this big organization. Maybe other players will come time. to us. They did kind of all this. Same. It wasn't as far. It wasn't as because probably because he was younger. Sure. And maybe the Chiefs caved a little sooner than they are right now. So maybe they're using. They're kind of using the same playbook and creating new plays out of it because the Chiefs are not caving like they did last time. So according to Andy Reid, he said today that there's been no communication with Jones. So he's not sure what's going to happen with the holdout. Patrick Mahomes was asked, and he immediately said that, well, this holdout has lasted longer than he anticipated. My concern is not that he holds out the whole year. My concern isn't that he holds out until week eight, because quite frankly, I think this is a it's a pissing contest right now. Chris Jones, I know he said he can afford it. You think he's going to sit out all of those game checks? That behooves no one. You're not making that money back. That money's gone, and there's no way that chasm is that large between what the Chiefs and Chris Jones have in mind. If it is, then okay, maybe I would have some understanding of that. But I can't imagine it is that large. So what it comes down to is, is Chris Jones going to be ready week one? They say he's in shape. But in shape and game shape are two totally different things. And let's take this down to a, a micro level here, okay? A little smaller level. Not this grandiose scare, scale of the NFL. The, the best of the best athletes. These large human beings who are in... The uh, epitome of health, okay? Dylan, you, me, I'm sure a lot of our, the listeners right now, you guys played sports growing up. Maybe some of you guys still play sports now. I play basketball still. I play softball still. I'm in men's leagues. I'm 29 years old. I'm in pretty good shape. Dylan, I, you look at me, I, I, I'm in pretty good shape. I'm not going to say I'm in peak physical condition. I'm 5'10". I'm 170. I'm in good health. Just went to the doctor, baby. Maybe some high cholesterol. I like my salt, okay? I get it. Don't, don't, don't try force-feeding me salt. It's bad for me. The point is, even what I do now, if I, take, I just took two weeks off of basketball. Two weeks off. Had a game last night. Your legs feel like jello. You can't get your legs underneath you. You feel a little off. I'm still in good shape. I wasn't winded. But your body doesn't react the way you're used to it reacting. And that's on a small scale. That is a league that does not matter with dudes who are no, nowhere near as athletic as the freaking NFL. And this is my point. Chris Jones can be in great shape. He could be working out every single day. It's a much different animal than being in great shape and game shape. That's the point I'm trying to make here. I'm not trying to compare me to Chris Jones. Like, the point is, if you are not playing... It's why the preseason and the ramp-up period, Andy Reid values it so much. Other teams around the league, I'm shocked they have not taken a page of Andy Reid's playbook. Why do the Chiefs typically start off good in the, it, it, to start the season? Because they play their starters in preseason. They're prepared. They're, they're ready. Prepared. They have their legs. There's a difference between game shape and great shape. I love Chris Jones. I'm sure he's staying in shape. Better hope he is. I don't think he's sitting on the couch eating Twinkies. Okay. 
He's not watching Dear John drinking wine out of a box. Chris Jones is getting in shape. The point is, it's not game shape. Are you worried? Detroit Lions come around week one, Thursday night. Banners getting raised. Even if Chris Jones is there, are you worried about his effectiveness? Nah. I'm worried about it, obviously, in those games, but not over the course of a long season. Sure. I won't be. Um, it's happened before with star players and people have won. I mean, the Cowboys in 93, Emmett Smith and Jerry Jones had a massive holdout where he missed two weeks of football. Came back, played the next game, was fine. They ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. Will you remind me of that question? Because I'm supposed to interview Emmett Smith next Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, Emmett Smith. Please ho- ask him that. And from me, ask him if there's any point in watching Patrick Mahomes on his ankle that he thought back to when he played the Giants and Lawrence Taylor and all those yeah. guys on a separated shoulder mid-game. Oh, like he separated it mid-game. And they, and ask him if this is correct. They took two knee pads and hollowed, like put holes in the knee pads, Dude. and then ran it up his arm as like a pad under the pads with a separated shoulder. And he rushed, I think, for a hundred yards after that, and they won the NFC East back when it meant something. <laughs> Remind me before, because I'm gonna be in Louisville on a golf trip. Yeah, please. So I had the opportunity. Uh, this is a little off topic, but. Someone reached out to me, says, hey, do you want to interview Emmett Smith on Wednesday, the 30th? Well, of course I said yes. Yeah. So hopefully it still happens. You never know. A lot of times. So far, I've been the, the Jamar Chase one happened, and it happened. Okay? I have a whole bunch in the, in the bank right now that you, I think you're going to be thrilled about, but Emmett Smith just got brought up, so I want to bring this up. But I have a whole bunch of other really fun athletes I'll be speaking to over the course of before the season starts, so I'm getting really, really excited. But with Emmett Smith... I was asked, I said, hell yes. And I checked the calendar. I'm in Louisville on a golf trip. They said noon. My tea time's at 1.30. We can make that work. I go, we can make this work. I got 16 dudes in an Airbnb that we're staying at. I'm going to have a tough time keeping 16 dudes quiet when I'm talking to Emmett Smith. And also, like, not peeking over, like, oh. Oh, they're going to try so hard. I want to see the Zoom. I'm going to have to figure something out. But when you get a chance to talk to Emmett Smith, you take that chance. Maybe I should try and, and just go to the golf course early. Ask him how it feels that his record will never, ever be touched. Not touched. No not one is touched. rushing for that. Never I mean, again. think about the way running backs are going and the way that the league is treating them now. There is not a chance that anyone touches his record. He was one of one. He was one of one. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'll be talking to Emmett Smith next week. I kind of got a little off topic here, but I want to ask him, when you held out and you missed those two weeks, you come back week three, how much rust is there even though you stayed in good shape? That was where I was going with this. With, with, when these players hold out, and I, I, who was I? I was talking to. I, I, I'm drawing a blank on who I was talking to. There was a study that was done that they brought up. When players hold out and come back, there's a greater chance of injury. It wasn't a case of 
you think there is. He was citing this source, and I, I apologize. I, I don't have that off the top of my head right now. But that is also a concern for me. When Chris Jones does come back again, at this point we're all assuming he comes back even with his tweets that he's throwing out there. When he does come back, how much of an injury risk increases with this? These are legitimate concerns. I love Chris Jones. I hope Chris Jones is a chief for life. But those tweets of him saying he wants to be a chief for life seem so long ago. So far apart, which is apparently where the Chiefs and Chris Jones are. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll be joined by Heather. Heather Hall will be joining us, a recovering councilwoman from the KC Mo City Council District 1, talking about the new baseball stadium in Clay County. Homestretch, ESPN, Kansas City. Hear the claps. You know baseball talk is going down. Welcome back to the home stretch, ESPN Kansas City. Heather Hall, a recovering councilwoman from the Kansas City Mo City Council District 1, joining us now to talk about the Clay County potentially new ballpark. Heather, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. First, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background here. Well, I've served on the city council here in Kansas City for um, eight years, and I'm as you said, I'm recovering. It's been about 24 days that I haven't been on the council, so it's kind of nice. And, you know, I live in Clay County in um, District 1 of Kansas City, Missouri, but in my district that I have represented for the last eight years includes four cities. So I'm very well, um, I have a great understanding of what goes on in North Kansas City and Gladstone and Pleasant Valley and all those cities that are within the district that I've um, represented for the last eight years. So with the new stadium, there's obviously two new potential locations, north and downtown. I think what folks need to come to grips with, and I think part of myself needs to be thrown into the uh, the equation here, is it's going to change. It's moving. The K will be no longer. It's not staying there. John Sherman bought the team. This is part of why he bought the team. He wants to move it. He wants to build a new, uh, not just a new stadium, but also have this this district that goes along with it as well. So once people get past the fact of this is going to happen, I think people will probably ease up a little bit on where it goes. But just in your opinion, where do you stand on the new stadium, especially if it were, good, uh, were to go to Clay County? Well, where I stand with the new stadium is just like I stood when we voted to build the new KCI airport, and that is I stand with the voters. You know, what we want to do is give them the best opportunities that they can vote on, and then we need to be respectful when, they're, when the verdict comes out with how they vote. I would say with the initial report coming out, there was a recent survey of 300 registered Clay County voters by Bold Decision, which is a D.C. firm. Uh, It found that Clay County was not uh, super thrilled that they were against a new sales tax to pay for a ballpark district. How big of a deal is this? Because John Sherman said he's been a little back and forth. A billion plus is what he says, privately funded. But does that go to the stadium? Does that go to the district? What does that go to? How big of a 
of a deal would that be as far as Clay County and the voters not being behind the new sales tax? Well, you know, polls are very deceiving and they're very fluid. And um, one day they might say one thing. Another day they say the other thing. I think John Sherman and the folks um, on the ownership team are fairly smart and will make a decision that makes the most sense, not only financially for the royals, but for the citizens and the community at large. Um, You know, today and yesterday I've just been talking to people just in and around um, my community here in Clay County, and I've had at least 300 people tell me they're supportive of it. So – Maybe the 300 people they called weren't weren't the type of people that would would vote for this, but maybe the 300 people that I talked to today were. What do you see the benefits of it being, you know, in Clay County versus downtown and even versus where it currently sits? What are some of the benefits of it being up there in the north? Well, the, I think there's a lot of benefits, but one of the benefits is it's more that hometown feel. You know, the people, um, when they're looking at these renderings, what they're noticing is it feels like a community. It feels like a place I could go walk and hang out with my family, whether it's a baseball game or just around the grounds area, just on a regular day. And so that's one thing is it feels more like a Wrigleyville kind of an experience. And I think that's what a lot of the data has shown is that um, that's the kind of experience um, people want to go to. First of all, and second of all, North Kansas City is already a great organized city. They have a great infrastructure. They have a great streetscape program that helps people get in and around the area. You wouldn't be having that high-rise parking garage theme feel. You know, the people who have been out at Truman Sports Complex want that kind of tailgate experience. They're not going to get that in a parking garage downtown. But out here, up in the Northland, they're going to get more of a feel of a, hey, let's go throw the frisbee around or the ball around while we're waiting for the game, that kind of a thing. Heather Hall joining us right here, ESPN Kansas City. One of my main questions and one of the main takeaways I had is when I originally thought up north, you think airport, you think, oh, my gosh, how far away is this going to be? (laughs) Can, Can you give us a little background as far as where this rendering would actually take place? Right, exactly. So if you're familiar with either the, um, if you're uh, familiar with the Heart of America Bridge, then you know that if you literally, not me, because I'm not as good as you are, but if you threw a ball from the North Kansas City edge of the Missouri River on the Heart of America Bridge, you could get it almost across the river and you would touch Kansas City, Missouri. It is that close. It is literally if you have stoplights and you hit all the stoplights wrong, it'll take you five minutes from downtown to get to this complex. If you hit the stoplights well, it'll be three or four minutes. It's a super fast jaunt. It's literally the other side of the Missouri River from the KC Current Stadium on I-35. You have great access, whether it's from the um, Harvard America Bridge over on 9 to get in, or whether you're on I-35 at 210. Either way, you've got great access. You don't have that offering in downtown Kansas City. Were you shocked when John Sherman said no to Kansas very early on? Because he said he wanted to move the stadium, right? And they said there were some locations that he was looking at. But he said it wasn't going to Kansas. Uh, As someone who I personally live in downtown Overland Park, uh, I was a little surprised by this. Uh, I'm not saying it was good or bad, but I was surprised from a business perspective of that takes away a lot of opportunity to negotiate. A lot of the leverage that I thought Sherman might have, I thought that kind of went by the wayside. When you heard that, were you shocked at all? I wasn't shocked, but, you know, I've been on city council for eight years, and so maybe it's because things don't shock me as much as they used to. Um, but to be to be fair, we have given up. Missouri has given up a lot to Kansas. We gave up the American Royal. We gave up um, the Sporting KC opportunities. I think this was an opportunity where they said, 
let's try our very best to not give something up again just yet. Where would the difficulties lie in regards to Clay County versus a downtown stadium? Because, I mean, we're obviously very positive, and and you're there in Clay County, so you're going to have a positive outlook on this. Are there any negatives that you see that might say, you know what, here's something that they could work on? You know, off the top of my head, I don't have a lot of negatives on Clay County. I have uh, quite a few on the downtown one, Um, just logistically. You know, if you – if you just divide up the numbers of the games, you know, uh, North Kansas City, for those who don't know that, it's a very small population base of actual residents. It really, you know, triples in population during the day, during a work day. But at night, in the evenings and the weekends, um, it's a bedroom community. So there's a lot of opportunities for open parking and easy access for people to come to the games um, for, that, for that fact. But, you know, also... There's 80 games, right? Every season there's 80 games, and we already are shutting down so many streets in downtown Kansas City to make uh, bike lanes or to make the streetcar, and that is eliminating opportunity for people to come in and park during the business day when we have you know hundreds of thousands of people coming downtown to, to work and then tourists coming in for games. I just think that's going to be an insurmountable barrier for the East Village location. Yeah, because that's my main question of a downtown stadium. That was my main concern moving the stadium at all okay was the parking and the getting there situation again as i mentioned i live in in johnson county i live in downtown overland park it's very very easy to get to the current k yeah it's kind of far mileage wise but i'm it's an easy drive going downtown i feel like there's a lot of um concerns of where do you park how do you park if there's another event going on how do you get there? Um, as far as logistics to where it'd be in the north, is there ways to get there that doesn't involve going through the city? Is there, is there other ways, if you're coming from South Kansas City, where you can scoot around it? Mm-hmm. What is the feasibility of getting there and the access? Right. Well, basically, if you just come around all the way around the outside of downtown Kansas City, you basically wrap around downtown Kansas City on I-35 North up to the 70 and get off there at 9 Highway. And that takes you right there to North Kansas City, right there. That's the easiest way. The other way around is literally wrapping your arms around the other side of I-35 around downtown. Neither way make you go down into the downtown park. They get you around the downtown of Kansas City, Missouri, and then right out there and exit right there either at 210 or at 9 um, Burlington, which is basically also North Oak. So that street is a street that takes you right in front of City Hall in Kansas City, and two blocks later, you're in downtown North Kansas City. Heather Hall, former councilwoman, joining us right here at Homestretch ESPN at Kansas City. In regards to where the, the Royals choose to land, how does that affect Kansas City and the Chiefs in particular? I know the Chiefs have wanted a new stadium. They're, they're, they're either trying to renovate. There's a lot on the table, but going second has its own disadvantages. A lot of times, I think taxpayers don't want to double down. They don't want those taxes raised and then taxes raised again. What, what would you say in regards to where the Royals choose? What does the repercussions mean for the Kansas City Chiefs? Right. Well, I think there's three things that have to happen. First of all, the before people can actually get their head around either East Village or North Kansas City for the Royals, they have to mourn the loss of the Royals at Truman Sports Complex. Okay? They have to remember that it's not going to go back there. That's number one. Number two, they have to say, we're going to let the voters decide which one of these places is going. And number three, we want to keep the Chiefs in Kansas City, Missouri. 
And the only way really to do that is to give them an opportunity to really work on rebuilding what they need after the World Cup demolishes the end zone, basically, yeah. um, in 2026. And that's a problem that the Chiefs are going to have to overcome, and they can't do that if they don't have a footprint to do that with. I, I, I'm with you there. I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to go to Kansas. I, I, I just yeah. I, I, I don't I, think so either, but I hope not. I, I hope not, and, and maybe I'm wrong. I just think the history and, and where they currently are right now, they're going to have an easier way of staying in Kansas City, Missouri. And I think taxpayers, when you hear Chiefs, you hear Super Bowl champions, you hear Patrick Mahomes. That's a much more palatable tax. You say three eighths of a cent on that, you go sign me up. I'm all right. in. You hear it with the Royals right now, and you see the record. You, you, you don't have a lot to look forward to. It's It's been basically seven years. You can count 2016 as still a solid year if you want to. But right. seven years of down baseball for the Kansas City Royals. How much harder is this, this decision, just whether you're moving to downtown or clay, based on the performance on the field of the Royals? If right. Let's just say the Royals are even 500. How much easier right. would this be? Well, I think that's, that is, you know, would there, anytime they're doing well, that's way more motivational. But what I think is, and I think most Kansas Cityans, like most Midwesterners, we're in it for the long haul. We um, don't have as short of a memory as maybe some people on the coasts, and we kind of remember, you know, the 1985 World Series with George Brett running in the parade on his horse. And we kind of remember um, what happened in 2015 and 16. And so I'm thinking that what's more palatable is – to do the tax at the sports complex for the Chiefs and then do the other tax, whatever that percentage is, you know, preferably under a penny. That's my, that's what I would prefer um, up in Clay County because right now the Jackson County voters are very um, upset about what's happening with their Jackson County um, property taxes. And I don't think putting another tax on the backs of the Jackson County citizens is a fair right thing to do. Yeah. Heather Hall, former councilman from the Kansas City Mo City Council District 1. Heather, really appreciate you coming on, breaking this down for us, giving us a nice little update, little insight into Clay, into the north. And again, everyone, it's not the airport. It's it's, it's not Legends. It, it's just a couple miles from downtown. It's a couple not miles. Not even. It's a couple <laughs> minutes. It's, you could... You could walk it without getting a breath, out of breath. I promise. Hey, I don't I'll know. I'll do it with somebody if they want to do it. Heather, I don't <laughs> know. After after a couple of a uh, couple of beers, I might be out of breath. Okay, that you know, you know maybe I, maybe that's on me. Maybe that means maybe I, that's on you. But you know what? We can try it together, and I'll show you how to make it work. <laughs> Heather, really appreciate it. Thank you. Take Bye. -bye. A, take a quick break. Come back. Home stretch here. ESPN Kansas City. the home stretch ESPN Kansas City thank you again to Heather Hall former council former councilwoman joining us right here that was interesting I, th I think my main takeaway is when you hear north you automatically think of at least I personally think of the airport I think way up north I think that's been the hardest thing is the m marketing behind it maybe because it's not that far, as she's mentioning. It, it, it's an easy walk. It's a, it's a jaunt over. 
Now again, me after a couple beers, I might I might struggle. You, you've seen me after a couple beers. I, I want to lay down. A jaunt turns into a stumble. <laughs> Please drink responsibly. Um, but no, I'm. I am more interested in the Clay County proposal than I was before. I am more interested in the Clay County proposal in regards to I'm sure Jackson County voters aren't going to want to double down. They don't want to double down, pay for the Chiefs and the Royals. It's a lot. It's a hard situation because the Chiefs are going to go second, but they're the better team. They're the larger fan base right now. They will eventually get what they want. But whoever goes second is going to have a harder road ahead of them. What's difficult for me, and I think it's difficult for a lot, and I mentioned it with her, it's very hard to come to terms. This is happening. The Royals are moving. They're staying in Kansas City. They're staying in the the proper. They're staying in the area, right? They're not doing in Oakland and trying to go to Vegas. But the K as we know it will be no more. And that's hard for a lot of people, myself included. It makes it difficult because you grew up watching your favorite players play at the K. And it's only natural, for the most part, to be resistant to change. Now, in regards to MCI, I was a little different there. Because the MCI airport, I was not a fan of. So that that made it more palatable. When you hear the new airport coming into town, I think uh, most people were pretty enthusiastic about that. But in regards to the Royals, the K is a beautiful stadium. It's gorgeous. You want to make sure the intricacies stay with it. You want to make sure the fountains are still apart. You want to make sure the scoreboard is still apart. And I think a lot of concerns come with the fact that we don't like change. It's human nature, for the most part, to be resistant at first when change is presented to you. I don't know your thoughts, Dylan, but when I heard a new K, my initial thought was, hell no. I love the K. And part of me is still a little bit like that. But I think we do need to realize, whether we like it or not, this is going to happen. And so now it comes down to what is the best option since it is going to move. I don't know your thoughts on downtown versus Clay. I just want to stop hearing about it. That's my true thoughts, but if I do have to pick, if we could put the Clay County Stadium in downtown, that seems like the best option because the Clay County one's way cooler looking. But And I like horizontal versus vertical. Yeah. That's what they said. You know, everything's going to be more horizontal Yes, in Clay versus vertical in downtown. And a lot of it comes down to, correct me if I'm wrong, how much you like to drink, if you like to party, 
and a lot of that comes down to, I think, your, your, your age. I would have to imagine, and, and again, maybe I'm completely wrong here, and maybe I'm, I'm being too generic. Wouldn't you think younger folk are going to like it downtown, while maybe an older, if you have kids, yeah, you might want to go to Clay, a little quieter maybe, maybe a little less rowdy. And, and again, I, I, I could be wrong. I've been to I've been to the Cubs. It's easier to leave. I've been to the Cubs. Sure. I've been to Cleveland. I've been to Anaheim. I've been to San Diego. I've been to a lot of different games. Uh, Bush, but like Bush being downtown, again, smaller sample size. I've only been to a few games. It's a little rowdier, right? The Cubs, somewhat in a neighborhood, how has a little bit of a, of a rowdy uh, area around it, but it feels more. Well, because it is in a neighborhood, more family friendly. I, I, I'm intrigued because the Royals for a long time have tried to buy in to the family friendly atmosphere, right? Like when you think of, think of this when you think of the Cubs, you think kind of family friendly, right? To an extent, I do at least because because the, the neighborhood feel. The Royals have always had that family friendly feel to it. You don't get it with the Yankees. I don't think you get it with St. Louis and, and, and the Cardinals. And does that come from the team itself? Or does that come from where it's located downtown versus maybe a little bit out? Um, that was a fun con- conversation I had with Heather, and we'll probably bring her back on potentially again at some point if this progresses to the next level. I, I, I am intrigued to see some more insight in regards to Clay versus downtown. And again, Biggest thing for me is I wish they wouldn't call it downtown versus north. Because you're still basically downtown. And I'm glad, as a man who is directionally challenged, like I know it's obviously north from where I live, if you don't have to go to downtown, and that's what I wanted to make sure, if you don't have to go through downtown to still get to the stadium, because that would be a detriment, if you had to go through downtown to still get to the Clay County one, what's the point? But if you can go around, well, easier parking, a couple miles more, but it's going to be easier to get to. I'm intrigued. Talking to, to David Lesky tomorrow, so I'll love to bring up some of these questions to him to see what his thoughts are. But new stadiums happening, folks. we got to get on board. All right, Dylan, I had one of the funniest texts I've ever received from uh, my cousin. It's great. My cousin is, uh, first off, he is a 6'10", 270-pound uh, uh, dude. And there's a uh, little ant crawling on my microphone right now. So if you hear little 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 legs, it's from this ant right here. Um, I bring that up because... My entire mom's side is five foot ten. These are who I play basketball against when I go to the family reunion. Um, but he texts me and says, "Bro, high thought." In parentheses, I'm at the airport. Off to a good start. But if you have a daughter, which, by the way, everyone, I'm engaged, but I uh, she's not pregnant. <laughs> we have not planned on having a kid anytime soon. But he goes on to say, "You should name her KC." Like KC. And Casey Holmes sounds good. Just saying. 
And I thought that might have been the most random text I've ever received in my life. In my life. And also, you know what? Sounds pretty damn good. Yeah, sounds good. I was like, I was, I was befuddled by that. I, you ever get caught so off guard when someone texts you and you're like, this is nowhere near I thought where this was going. When I hear, hey, dude, high thought, I'm at the airport. It could be anything. Like, hey, man, I'm coming to KC. I'm, I'm, what are your thoughts on, on a Chiefs thing? He's an Eagles fan. I mean, boo, right? But what are the thoughts on the Eagles? No. What are your thoughts on a, on a potential daughter name <laughs> when you don't even have a kid? Not even pregnant. I was, uh, was caught off guard, Dylan. As long as your last name isn't Anthony, you'll be fine with that name. Dude. So you just got to always be looking at, gosh, is this an infamous name? I just That's the only thing you really need to worry about, to be honest. Or yeah. that it doesn't, you know, you know, a lot of names don't work with Hawk, one being uh, Mike. So there's just things like that you just have to worry about. But you have Holmes, which is a great name, and it doesn't have any of those type of... Sherlock. Yeah, but it doesn't have any of those weird, like, where two names are next to each other, and it sounds like... Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Not a good thing. Uh, mobile. <laughs> mobile Holmes. Yeah. It's pretty good, right? Mo- mobile. Mobile. Um, what's another good one? Uh, HH. Anything HH isn't good. That was the whole thing back in the uh, Chicago World Fair. Mm. Whole book about that guy. Yeah. Written by Eric Larson. Devil in the yeah, White right. City. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Dylan? Got any names that you think you shouldn't go I already with? said my names, and Briscoe immediately told me why they will never work, and I agree. Remember? I had uh, a. <laughs> I was going to name my son and daughter after a prominent movie in which these two characters had no idea that they were brother and sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, that so, was bad. Yeah, that was bad. So my names will be um, just very standard generic, and then whatever my significant other chooses is what we will end up going with. Mm. So it seems like the smart play. Yeah, it seems smart. J- just uh, give the reins over to her. Yeah. Seems like a smart decision. And have some ready so that you seem like you've put an effort, but also know that you don't have to put an effort because the choice is ultimately up to yeah, they, the they, one that does yeah. all the work. It makes it months. seem like, you know, you're just this generous man. Yes. Dylan, you're, you're such a generous man. I am. I mean, I, I, I truly will give that uh, obligation or right. obligation. I probably wouldn't call it that obligation. Yeah, uh, the opportunity. Opportunity. The right. opportunity. I was looking for an O word. That's the one I needed. So, yeah, I would probably let someone else do that because again, another thing that you can't screw up if it wasn't your doing. You know. Mm. I guess. I guess it's Wash true. Wash your hands of it. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Someone else. I said my names, and you didn't like them. And you didn't like them. You didn't like. You know. Three generic whatever names, Bob, Tom, Mike. There you go. So the 49ers now have Brock Purdy as QB1. They have now said that they completed the worst trade in NFL history. (laughs) They have said Sam Darnold is now QB2. What happens to Trey Lance, former third overall draft pick. Oh, man. 
Uh, do you know who Giovanni Carmazzi is? Does that name ring a bell? It probably mm-hmm. does not. So he's one of the quarterbacks. So San Francisco told Tom Brady that they were going to select a quarterback and that they really liked him. And in the third round, they selected Giovanni Carmazzi. He was a guy that um, he was almost similar to Trey Lance, physical freak. Yeah, Division Two A or not? Not not a NCAA guy. Um. And they kind of took him because of all the attributes. He was just a bigger, more, you know, physically fit looking. Didn't look like, you know, the, everyone's seen the picture of Tom Brady at the combine. <laughs> looks like me. It looks, it like, looks yeah. like me after I pound Joe's barbecue. Yes. I, I've had I've had a rocket pig and I'm sitting there just, oh my gosh, I, I've had too much food. Why did I eat the entire bag of fries? I told myself I'd only have half. Yep. That's me too. The, uh. It's just the similarities are so striking. It's just insane how similar it is, is that you had a guy that was more of a check, read kind of guy, like in Mac Jones, that you really could have taken and probably would have succeeded with, and you took a guy based off of all of just the combine measurements and what he could have been, even though he'd only played, what, four games? He played one game in college. He's played four total NFL games at quarterback, NFL games, actual games at quarterback outside of high school since his days in college. And that was enough of a sample size versus the guy that broke all of Joe Burrow's records the season right after and went and won the national championship. Sure. I actually had no full transparency. You're a big Mac Jones guy. I was a big Trey Lance guy. It comes down to... You went with the floor pick, I think, and I went with the upside pick. Yeah. The, the reason I went with Trey Lance was because I don't do this often. I try to hitch my wagon. Every couple of years, I'll, I'll find a guy that I really like, and I, I I see a trait, and I go, you know what? There's something about him. I know he's not a popular pick right now, but I, I see something. I think that he's going to be a stud. I did it with Josh Allen, okay? I did it with Trey Lance. I think that some of these skills that Trey Lance had, you can't teach. Mac Jones, to me, he he had his ceiling. He was already at it. Mac Jones is an NFL quarterback. But you don't ever see Mac Jones being a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. You see him being a serviceable guy. He's fine. And what I said for San Fran is, it's Jimmy G at best. It's Jimmy G on a rookie contract. Valuable, but I think you know your ceiling. You can find those guys. You can bring those guys in on one, two-year deals. There's a pl- is Mac Jones better than Baker Mayfield? I, I mean, you, you can arguably make that case, right? I think I think it's a le- right. at this point. I mean, that's a legit conversation to be had. First off, is, is Mac Jones better than Brock Purdy? Man, yeah, I, who knows? But, but again, these are legit. Con- I think that type, and I think Baker Mayfield was better before his injury. I, I keep going back to that injury because I think that's such a huge storyline. Point is, I think you can find those guys. What you try and do when you have the third overall draft pick is you try and hit the home run. If it doesn't work. Well, you can find those guys all around the NFL. 49ers can plug almost... How many guys could they plug at quarterback right now and be successful? 
this year? Man, I don't know. 30? Yeah. Because, uh, but I, I think Sam Darnold could be successful. on uh, Again, when it comes to the Super Bowl, I think that's a different situation. Or, or against the Eagles, that's a different situation. But the point is, if you want to beat these elite teams, you have to have an elite quarterback. I don't care how great the rest of your team is. You have to have that guy that takes you to the next level. The attributes of Trey Lance, I see why you get enamored. I did. Those are the attributes that take you to the next level. Do you think Mac Jones is going to win anything with, with New England? Tom Brady was a different cat. If you always try and find that Tom Brady, you're going to be disappointed. Tom Brady was one of one. Tom Brady also, for all of the... I always find it funny. We always act like he was just this unathletic dude. He was incredible in the pocket. I mean, seriously, like, I I love that people act like, well, it's just Tom Brady. Well, he was so mentally smart. But he also had some physical traits as far as being able to move inside the pocket. We think of him when he was 45 with Tampa Bay. He also had a pretty damn good arm. Why don't we ever bring that up? Brock Purdy and Mac Jones are nowhere near Tom Brady. They just look like Tom Brady. They're not Tom Brady. But I get why they were so enamored by Trey Lance. That's all I'm going to say in defense of the 49ers. They thought that the addition of being able to run was going to open that offense up. Difference is he apparently can't complete a five-yard pass. What happens to Trey Lance, though, Dylan? Where does Trey Lance go from here? Uh, holding a clipboard. That's probably it. I mean, I, I don't know what you can really do with someone that can't throw and won't throw. He's like a worse Justin Fields, in my opinion. And yeah. doesn't really have a bright upside, I guess, because he... I mean, man, if, if it's all if it's half mental playing that position, he's already behind the eight ball if he already wasn't physically, now mentally. Like, you went to maybe, I wouldn't say the most recognizable franchise because that's the Cowboys and then the Patriots, but I'm talking, you're talking about a stalwart, like, yeah, you know, NFL history cannot be told without this franchise. Franchise in the 49ers who has quarterback after quarterback after quarterback in the 90s and the 80s. And a lot of championships, a lot of expectations, rabid fan base. And you went third overall, and you couldn't beat out Sam Darnold or a seventh-round Mr. Irrelevant Mm -hmm. in route to being probably cut at some point, whether it's this year or next. If they release Trey Lance, he will count 14.61 million against the dead cap. Uh, This year? Yeah, no savings against the cap. So is there next year anything? Um, I don't have that in front of me. Uh, if the, the Niners trade Trey Lance, he counts $5.5 million in dead money over each of the next two seasons, and then they save $3.76 million in 2023, and then five point three one in 2024 against the salary cap. I think he, could, he would get traded. I, I think some team would take a chance, but... What are you trading? What are you going to give up for that? Quite frankly, if I were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers... Yeah. I guess if, if there's a team desperate enough. 
if I were think think, I mean, think of some teams, I mean, Tampa's a good one. Tampa's probably the the, the best. They're like one. the one that everyone's going to point right at the Man. Rams. If you don't think Matt Stafford, if you're going to just completely rebuild, watch out for Stetson Bennett. Come on, watch out. I know he looked good. Brock I, Purdy was in a. Would you? Not knowing what you knew about Brock Purdy last year, if you put him and Stetson Bennett and said, okay, which one do you want to draft last year? So. Sure, you'd, you'd take Stetson Bennett because Stetson Bennett had the – They're very similar. I was so impressed in the big games of Stetson Bennett. I get it. He was older than everyone. But the fact that he was able to run and the arm strength and accuracy was, was very impressive. I, I'm with you. I think there's more in Stetson Bennett than people like to give, cre- uh, give credence to. Do you think uh, – I'm trying to think of another uh, – Seattle? If Geno Smith starts to fall. Maybe. But it, then they have Drew Locke. They Lock, have Drew Locke. i trying to take a yeah. look at. And I like him. He looks good. I, I, I do too. I mean, if you're if you're the Washington Commanders, if you don't believe in Sam – slinging Sam Howell, you try Trey Lance. What about uh, Atlanta with Ritter? If Ritter is not what uh, – not, not the dude. Ritter. Not to pronounce that. Get Ritter of Ritter. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm trying too hard to make Trey Lance a thing. I think it's that like, a, w- w- was it Mean Girls? Stop trying to make fetch happen. Exactly. And I'm trying to make Trey Lance happen. And then in Moneyball, when they have to stock the soda machine as part of the trade, I think that's the starting price for Trey Lance right now. Man. What a fall from grace. We've seen it before. Josh Rosen might be the wow, most wow. recent perfect example. That I mean, is the biggest fall. But seriously, no, but Josh Rosen, you thought, okay, a team will take a chance on him. They didn't. Yeah, you're right. This could be a Josh Rosen situation. But this was the home stretch here, ESPN Kansas City. We'll be back live in studio tomorrow at 3 to 4 p.m. being joined by David Lesky. Until then, we are out. Mm-hmm.